Our uh, text this morning for the message is the uh, first reading in Acts 11. Uh, just the last couple verses we'll go back to. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? When they heard these things, they fell silent and they glorified God saying then to the Gentiles also, God has granted repentance that leads to life. This is our text. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes we make bad choices. I was uh, thinking about something. It's probably uh, too embarrassing to be saying in public, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I, when I was in high school, I had a paper route and I had a little extra money and I needed some new pants. So I went over to Kmart and I looked for some. One of the problems I had was uh, I was pretty nearly transparent because I was that skinny and uh, I had really long legs. So finding something that fit was difficult, but looking around a little bit, I found one pair of pants that worked and it was a pair of jeans uh, except they were green. Uh, it wasn't really disgusting green, you know, like that could have been, but that was all that there was there and I needed something, so I checked them out a little bit to make sure they were long enough and that the waist was right and it seemed to be, so I, I went and paid for them and I brought them home. Uh, the problem was when I got them home, uh, I found out that um, the, the legs on the jeans were a different size. I don't know how they could have done that, but, and, and I don't mean that they weren't the same length, or I mean the, the around the top of the thigh, they weren't the same size. One was smaller than the other. And in those days I was running track and lifting weights and uh, you know I had great big legs even though nothing else was big. Uh, and so I had a really hard time wearing them, but I did anyway because I paid for them. But you know, this choice was a bad choice. Uh, and I had no idea that it was going to be so disappointing, uh, but sometimes we're just like that and uh, even altogether wrong when we make choices, no matter how good they look at the time. And this was just one of my many experiences on that. Now, the, the, the people that uh, greeted Peter when he came back to Jerusalem, uh, uh, well, they, they were making some bad choices too. Um, they heard Peter had been dallying with Gentiles. They, they called uh, the guy uncircumcised. And of course, that's a, uh, a, a Jewish notion. Jews are circumcised according to the covenant of Abraham and uh, Gentiles were not. And so they called it circumcised and uncircumcised, which is a little weird concentration for Christians to be using, but that's what they did. Uh, Peter's been with Cornelius, who was a uh, a Roman centurion, and he had friends with them, but they're believers. So up, up to that moment, though, it was a bad thing to hang around with Gentiles, or at least for, you know, respectable Jewish people. And um, on the other hand, Peter had this adventure that taught him otherwise in the things of Jesus. Um, he had a visit from the Holy Spirit. Uh, you heard the thing in the reading, uh, tablecloth and animals that you're not supposed to eat on the tablecloth and God said to eat. Uh, 
And he said, not me, I'm not eating that stuff because, you know, I never do that. And it, uh, God said not to put that off uh, because he was making it right. And he told him that three times. And he said, now these guys are going to show up. You go with them. Okay. So uh, he's told to go see whoever these guys take him to, which turns out to be a Roman centurion, which you would think would be a really bad thing for a lot of different reasons, but he went there, God sent him there. Uh, and when he did that, he uh, spent a little bit of time teaching them, talking to them, and, uh, and the Holy Spirit shows up, and here comes faith, and here comes a manifestation of power. Uh, and he was kind of impressed with all that, because you know I think all of us would be. So he baptized them, and then he got into all this trouble. <laughs> uh, he decided who could say no if God says yes, and that was exactly the message you're supposed to get. But these other guys weren't getting it. Now, uh, I mean, it's no secret to you that everybody has an opinion on just about anything. Uh, I would imagine that you're all kind of like that. Now, most of the time, if we take a moment to form an opinion, we're pretty sure we're right. And uh, on the other hand, uh, being people of faith, you probably should be reminded that you are wrong about that a lot. <laughs> well, whatever it is that you think uh, is true is very often flawed with sin, and it's not a certainty that you might be right about anything. But that's hard to remember for most of us, because being human beings, we get kind of stuck on our own thoughts. Now, um, if you, uh, there's a reason why I'm bringing that up. It's because, uh, could you say who should be in your church and who shouldn't be? I mean, I, again, we can have opinions about that. Uh, I'll bet most of you have, on some occasion, one time or another, thought that someone should just move on because they're a pain in the neck. Well, and, you know, and that happens to all of us sometimes. And, and the truth is, you, you might have been right about that, but on the other hand, you might be completely wrong. Uh, and in the case of someone that, who needs to be here, that would be deadly wrong, and that would all be sitting on your shoulders, and that would be terrible. Uh, you cannot see well enough to choose anyone for Christ. It's not your job anyway, but you can't tell that. You can't tell whether they belong to Jesus or whether they don't belong to Jesus because there's today and there's tomorrow and there's next year and you don't know when, who's supposed to be here and who's not. God is the one that calls those shots and the only thing that actually tries to do that is sin. Now, it's a bit odd that Peter was uh, staying with a friend of his named Simon. Because, uh, you know, they're both named Simon, but maybe that was what it was about. But this particular Simon, he lives in Joppa. Uh, that city still exists. It's down near the Mediterranean on the coast. And uh, he, this Simon guy he was staying with is a tanner. Uh, you don't get it in this reading, but in, you know, when it actually happened, it says that he's a tanner. Uh, a tanner is a guy who treats skins from animals to, you know, make them for uh, clothing or whatever it's going to be used for. Uh, but the, the guy handles dead things, and that is something with Peter should not be there either. 
because you're not supposed to hang around with dead stuff because it's unclean and it makes it so you can't go to synagogue. And I mean, it's kind of a lot of problems there. So by the rules, he shouldn't have been there at all. And yet he was there. And then there's all this uh, food stuff where you're not supposed to eat certain things and God has to fix it. And there's supposed to be people that you're not supposed to hang around with and God has to fix it. Makes Peter kind of like us that way. Uh, and Peter was told this really important thing, what God has made clean, do not call common. That's what the text says. Now this word common is probably not what you would suppose. Uh, I, I think uh, in our normal way of speaking, you might say vulgar or low or, or not quite up to, to, to par for what you're supposed to be messing with. Uh, uh, but of course, that's the way Gentiles were seen. That's the way this food was treated because of uh, Moses's uh, commands. And so God has to come and explain to him that if I say it's okay, then it's okay. You can't just say it's not, which is what Peter was trying to do. Um, but you know, if you think about that a little bit, that's good for you. Now, and, and the reason I'm saying that is because Cornelius, uh, in the end, uh, being a Roman centurion, he was the first in a long line of Gentiles that would come to Jesus. And nowadays, there's a lot more Gentiles with Jesus than there are Jews, but uh, you all are Gentiles, meaning not Jews. And, and uh, if Cornelius had started the ball rolling, then we would still be in a, in a bad way before Jesus. So, uh, and, and there's more to it than that. If, uh, if it weren't for Jesus, obviously, you would not be clean either. Because uh, he's the one that forgives sins. He's the one that takes away death. He's the one that takes away your condemnation. And for that matter, no one else would be clean either if it weren't for Jesus. So uh, uh, this is true for everybody, including the Jews who were fussing about this stuff. But you are clean. You have been baptized. You take from God's hand the communion that sits on your altar, the body and blood of Christ, you have the forgiveness. You have the promise of eternal life. You have these things. You are clean before God. Jesus died for you. And he rose to take death from you forever. As it turns out, this same son of God died for all. Every one of them, sinners, just like you. Gentile, Jew, anybody. Died for everybody. Everybody doesn't believe it. But everybody has this benefit waiting for them. And the Holy Spirit marked Cornelius in a, in a, a supernatural sort of way to show his faith and to notice that the power of the Holy Spirit was there so that we would recognize that Gentiles are supposed to be with Jesus too. Some, uh, I suppose, don't come, but Peter came in the same exact way. You came in the same exact way. This is not different for anybody that comes to Jesus. Because of Christ, you believe that the salvation that's being offered in Christ is yours. You repented of your sinful life. And as it turns out, you have to do that all the time 
because you're still sinners and you have to continue repenting and you are in this great position because uh, the, the people that realized that Cornelius was a, a good thing to come along said that God grants repentance that leads to life. And so the repentance that you have, that you continually go to because you've been instructed about your sin and about your salvation, that is of God. Uh, these things are, are gifts of God for any that he chooses. And it doesn't really much matter how it is that they come, uh, as long as they do, uh, uh, whether it's a, a baby that's born into a Christian family, like many of you were, uh, lifelong sinners called to Jesus uh, late in life, those who have fallen back from Christ at some point or other and, and crawl back in repentance because the the spirit that's in them crawls them back. God chooses. You minister to whoever crosses your path, however that happens, because you have been chosen, and because some have been chosen, and because you don't choose whoever is chosen or not, that's not your business. So you minister to them, and you rejoice with Peter and Cornelius and their friends, and with all the company of heaven, that this salvation is yours in Christ that God has granted you life in him. Uh, there, there are some things in the vocabulary of human beings uh, that you should not say. Uh, if, uh, if you heard Peter here, he was told to kill and eat on stuff that he felt like he wasn't supposed to kill and eat, but the Holy Spirit is the one that's talking. And he says, by no means, Lord, it seems like he does that occasionally. Jesus says, I got to be crucified. And Peter says, no, you don't need to do that. And, you know, there's a few other episodes where Peter sticks in. Uh, so one of the things that you should never have in your mouth is by no means, Lord, when he is instructing you. Whatever it is he said, that's your business. Uh, your circumstances as you walk around in this world are not an accident. God put you there with everything that you need to do what he has set before you. Whatever that is, with whoever that is, your salvation has come, you have Christ, you are instructed by your Holy Spirit, and, and, and your circumstances and your resources are whatever God has set them to be. He knows that you can handle it because he gave you what you need to handle it. Which seems like kind of a big burden, but you also, as it turns out, have the Holy Spirit, have life, have the benefit of forgiveness, have the benefit of the promise of eternal life. You have everything that you need. Your salvation means that you can have great confidence in your Savior. He has done everything that needs to be done to get you home. He has done everything that needs to be done to get everybody home. The only thing that's different is whether someone believes or not. But you can have confidence in Christ for yourself and that he intends to bring others. And these things should guide your way. Uh, it's interesting that these folks were all divided and separated over a thing like it was presented to them. Uh, and God even sorted that out so that you can be a Gentile and be in this place together in faith, in confession and forgiveness all of these things given to you in Christ. Amen.
And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.